And guess who God's using to do stuff here? Go ahead, guess. Us. Us. So join me in Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 42 through 47. They'll be on the screen for you. Just to get a feel for where we're going. But I want us to be thinking about what's it like here for me. What are the choices I can make that fit what it is that Luke is telling us? So verse 42. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place for the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God, having favor with all people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Not a bad day, right? What had just happened was the church was birthed. So this thing called church, we call church, we're here to be church, we are church, you and I are church. This building is not church, correct? Come on now. All right. I have a question for you later. You got to talk, so get warmed up now. So you and I are church. And we've been around for 2,000 years, and the beautiful thing about church is since it's been built and formed in the nature of God, created in His image, we are the master multipliers. Church is meant to be the most single efficient and effective culture change product in the universe. That's who we are. That's the power and the DNA of the church. So to influence and change what's going on around us, God designed the church to do that. And does it magnificently. That's who we are. That's what's happening here. Now it says in verse 42, they were continually devoting themselves. That phrase, that word is used also in verse 46. And so Luke has given us two pathways. And so the way I'm going to walk us through it this morning is this first pathway is us individually. What are choices that I make? What are choices that you make? that walk a certain way towards Jesus Christ and thus towards many other things. The second pathway is going to be Luke telling us, what does my public world look like? What do I do publicly since I'm the church? And so individually, we're going to look there first. What choices should I make? What choices can I make? What's available to me so I can do that? Because here's our focus. What am I concentrating on in my 24-7 church experience? Expression in my private world, how I keep it moving. And then the second part will be, what's the public side of that look like? So let's look. Verse 42 says, because what had just happened, Pentecost, a festival of the Jews, thousands of people are there. Peter stands up. Holy Spirit comes. We went through that. Church is birthed. Peter stands up. He preaches. 3,000 people get saved. So there's at least 3,000 people plus 500 from 1 Corinthians. So maybe 4,000 people now part of this thing that's now called church in its first day or two. And it says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now as we go through the book of Acts, we'll see other behaviors that are going to be described, but there are four mentioned here. 
devoting ourselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, the fellowship, breaking of bread, and to prayer. Those are choices I can make. So I want you to think through, how do I position myself in each of those? Now, you're here, you're doing this choice, so this is a public choice, which we'll get to. So I'm talking about outside of here, when you're home, when you're wherever you're at. In what ways are you able to position yourself under the Word of God, under the Apostles' teaching? In what ways are you doing this thing called fellowship? It's called koinonia. It's something that can only happen among believers. It's a unique thing the Spirit of God does when we get together. How am I placing myself there? Then it says, to the breaking of bread, and that's a unique phrase of words that I believe refers to communion. In what ways am I able to place myself in a communion time, a threefold communion time? Now, if you've never done that, it'll freak you out, scare you to death, but only once. First time I did it, I was petrified. Especially that I had to wash somebody's feet. I don't mind eating a meal. I don't mind eating a little bread and a little juice or whatever is in there. But how do I place myself there? How can I make the choice so that I do that? And then how do I place myself to pray? See, we do a lot of silent praying in America, which is fine. But this is a Jewish statement. The church was birthed among a bunch of Jewish people. Jewish people typically in the practice of prayer were not typically silent. So they were praying together, out loud. How do I place myself there? How do I make that happen? Now what's the point of this? Why, why is that even a thought? The thought is this, because look what happens. When I make choices, God does things. And I want God to do amazing things so the choices I make can help make amazing things happen. They happen because God does them, but God gives me the opportunity. Because look, verse 43. (coughs) Excuse me. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. That is not referring to the church. People that were there watching, they were feeling a sense of awe. Signs and wonders were happening through the apostles. So they were doing miracles. We'll, we'll see those. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Now this is not socialism. This is the church being the church. This is the church responding to need. Because follow me with what happens. If you and I were not alive today, but if you and I were living under the first covenant, the Mosaic Law, you wouldn't go to church every week. You would have, and I should have checked, but I didn't, five or six festivals a year that you would leave your home and you would go to Jerusalem and you would have these festivals for two or three days. And you would do what that festival prescribed, and that was your corporate worship. Then you would go home and then you would worship God as a family. 
That was the first covenant process of worship. Well, Pentecost was one of those festivals. God chose to birth the church in one of these festivals. So what happened was this, historically. You know, we don't know for sure, but people who do this say that Jerusalem was maybe 400,000, 500,000 people in this day. And that maybe 100,000 people would come from these festivals to the city of Jerusalem. The church is birthed because look at who's there. Look, look at 2.9. Let me read the list. Here are the people who are in town. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, districts around Libya, Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. A few people. Kind of like that whole Mediterranean rim. Somebody was there. That's how far people came to come and do these festivals. And Jerusalem was set up for it. They were, they were able to handle another 100,000 people for a couple days. God bursts the church and guess what happens? A bunch of them don't go home. They stay. So I kind of likened it, trying to think of a picture of what it would be for us. So I went to the pork festival. So we got, you know, 8,000 Etonians. A little over 8,000 when I checked. And I think it was a Register Herald article that said there's like 100,000 people that come to the pork festival. So go with me on this. Sorry, Pastor Dan, you're going under the bus. So Pastor Dan's at the pork festival, and he's on the stadium thing, and God leads him to start preaching. And let's say of 100,000 people, let's say 10,000 of them come to Christ. Not a bad week, huh? And then let's say they don't go home because they don't have a good church to go home to. They stay. Eaton's now flooded with a bunch of people. See, in the book of Acts, it's not until chapter 8 that probably many of them go home. So they're around for a while. But imagine what would happen. Somebody's got to take care of these people. How many hotel rooms we got? Not that many. How many restaurants we got? Not that many. How much money we got? Well, they don't have any more because they spent it all to get here. The point being, we're going to take care of them. Because they're now part of the family. That's what the church does. And that's what the church began doing. That's what this phrase is all about, is they did whatever they needed to do to take care of people. And that's what happened. But please note the relationship. It's because they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayer. Because they chose to do that. God then did the three things we just read. So, how would you like to see people saved every day here in Eaton and Preble County? Anybody in favor of that? Let's pray and think through how our choices impact that reality. You see, how, how do I place myself under the authority of the Word of God? Because again, I want you to think beyond now. This rocks. This is awesome. This is already happening. Outside of here. 
How's that happening? What choices am I making to do that? How am I placing myself in fellowship, intentional fellowship with other believers? How am I engaging communion? Because they did it a lot. I mean, it's another impressive fact of the early church is they did communion a lot because it's so radically special. I did it the first time scared to death as a teenager. I've loved it every time since. And then they prayed together. So what I'd like for you to do, the way I'd like for you to process this is simply think through, how can I place myself somewhere where I can talk about what Jesus is doing in my heart and ask questions I have about God? Where can I place myself so that could happen? How would you do that? Because that's basically what this is. This first section is basically how people got together so they could talk about Jesus Christ. And the application for us is outside of the Sunday morning gig. How am I doing it? How do I set it up? Well, if you have no clue... Who you want to call over? I mean, this can happen at your kitchen table, can it? How many of you make pie? <laughs> how do you know how to make coffee? We're up in Alaska on a trip, and we were going to uh, a city on the coast, and we walked in to this guy who wanted to know the stuff that we do. And, you know, I've been drinking coffee for only a few years. It was amazing. <laughs> This Alaskan dude making coffee was amazing. It's all it takes. It's all it takes. We did a few months ago the focus of intentional conversations about Jesus over meals. Remember we tracked those? Remember that? That's all the more complicated this thing is. How do I place myself there? The point being so I can talk. You're also going to listen to other people, but you're going to talk. Because you're going to talk about what God's doing. You're going to ask questions about what God's doing. Because these folks are like a day old in Jesus. <laughs> Might they have questions? How long should I stay here? How do I get a church at home? Because, you know, there, isn't, you know, there might be some questions. So that's an individual way to look at this and think through, how do I place myself there for that purpose? You start looking at your day timer or your calendar. If we want to see people saved day by day here in our county, we've got to take this calendar and change it. Okay? I'm glad I'm not preaching next week. We've got to change this thing we call calendar. Because though the things you and I do are important, guess what? I would dare say this fits in a higher place than some of the things I know I do. And would dare say some of the things that you do. As we move to the idea of public, so Luke takes us verse 46. What's, what's the public side of this? Because in verse 46, uh, down through the first part of 47, Luke is going to mention there are five public things that happened 
Look at them with me. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple. So they met at the temple. I mean, there were no church buildings for another 300 years. So church either happened in your house or under a tree. Or, you know, like if we met at that new place they just did the, in front of the courthouse there. If we met there, that would be an example of this. See, we've privatized church by coming here. This is fine. But what this is talking about is if we met there. Or if we met in the old uh, Kmart parking lot. Which, you know, might be hard in December. Just saying. But that's what it's talking about. So they met in public. So guess what? Everybody saw who went. Wow, George is going, hmm. Man, I got to talk to him. Sally's going over there. What is up with that? I'm going to talk to her. Because you see, when people see us in public, being like Jesus, it causes them to ask questions. When they see me in public, not acting like Jesus, does it cause them to ask questions? Except to say, I thought that guy was a Christian. (laughs) So they were in public meeting. They were breaking bread from house to house. Number three, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. So again, this is another, it's the same set of words used up in the previous verses. They were doing communion together or at least spiritually significant meals. But then the third thing mentioned was actual meals. So we know it's something different. We know it's something different. This communion thing's a big deal. It's a massive deal when it comes to wanting to see people saved every day in Preble County. It's a big deal. And it's only a big deal because Jesus made it such. That's the only reason it's a big deal. Going to church is a big deal only because Jesus said, go to church. To place myself under the apostles' teaching or the word of God, to place myself in fellowship with other people, to pray with other people is a big deal simply because Jesus said to do it. But I've got to make the choice. Publicly, what are people seeing me do? Praising God, verse 47. What do I have to praise God for? Now, don't give me an answer, just think. What do you have to praise God for? Now, we typically say some fairly generic things, but let's, let's go a deep dive. What do you have to praise God for? Because as we make these choices, this faith risk thing becomes more real than ever. And if you ever have a lack of things to praise God for, that will fix it. Because when you and I take steps that God has to show up for, for anything to happen, we have something to praise God for. See, in that country you just saw, a thousand people saved in two years and 50 new churches, that's only God. That's all that is. That's all it is. And we want that here. See, our brothers and sisters there are making choices. They're making choices. We have to make choices. 
And those choices we make will have impact because look at this. Look at the fifth one. The, after praising God, it says, and having favor with all people. I mean, that's the mind-blowing one. Having favor with all people. I'm going to ask you in a minute to tell me what that would look like here. And I want to hear you. I, I mean for you to say something. It's not rhetorical. But I want to give you a second why I say a couple of things. To have favor with all people is a massive thing that only God can do. But it's part of the fruit of the choices that we make. Outside of here. Outside of the Sunday morning thing. But in your mind, tell me, what does it look like for us to have favor with other Etonians and Preble Countyans? How will you know when we have that? What would it look like? What do you think? What would that look like? People attend our services. Is this the only count? We have head shaking. No, no. This isn't the only place that counts. The other things we do are places that count. Other places that you can meet people. Excellent. How else will we know we have favor with people here in Eaton and in Preble County? What else would it look like? More people coming to the Lord. Which means more baptisms, more, more, man, that's nuts. Hope you all know new believers are little, like, little babies, and you got to change diapers and whatnot. It's no different, only spiritual. It can get messy. You got to be up for that. Excellent. What else does it look like to have favor with all people? Here. Ministries, say more, please. Yeah, you know, ministry is being supported. Yeah, part of that faith step. Excellent. Is there one over here? People will be attending events. People will be engaging things. How else would they keep? You guys are nailing it, so keep going. Oh, personal relationships. Could you see it happening where it's like a two-way street? There's people that I would walk up to, but then there's going to be people that walk up to me. Yeah, that's favor. Excellent. What else? Anything else? Ooh, impacts on social problems. Because remember, the church is the change agent in the universe. So if we, there's a social ill, we sit with a solution. That's how God made us. We sit with the solution. Excellent. What else? If there's any, you guys are doing great. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody used the T word in the first service. I hope you're aware of this. I hope I don't bust your bubble, but people don't trust the church. Unsaved people, they don't trust church. And it's earned. But when, when there's favor, there's trust. Trust could be built. Could be built. 
Because, of course, trust takes time to build. And we've got to do that. Excellent. Anything else? Because, again, you're doing great. Ah, yes. Conversations anywhere with anyone about Jesus. Thanks and praise. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Drug abuse and crime can go down. Spousal abuse, child abuse, broken marriages. I mean, all these things we are designed to be a part of the solution to as Jesus Christ does it. But it begins with the choices that you and I make. It's not up to just Pastor Dan. It's what we do. Because it's us reaching Preble County and beyond. Justin Yano, you saw on the, on the video, I don't know Spanish, but I now know why I saw him everywhere. Because we'd get in a van and we travel the country from city to city. It's exhausting. But I saw him everywhere. I have no idea how he got there. He didn't come with us. And they don't have cars. <laughs> they don't have anything. His wife was everywhere. And I didn't know any of this until I saw that video of what was going on, what was happening, until I saw this video about a month ago, six weeks ago. I now know. Because translators, I don't think, always translate everything for me, which is fine. But that's, there's favor. But we've got to be intentional to choose it, intentional to go after it, intentional by the choices we make for this to happen, because then, you know, the last part of 47, the Lord was adding their number day by day, those who are being saved. That is God's part. That is God's job. God saves. You and I don't. But God's going to use what you and I choose to make things happen. I have a dear brother in New England who we've you know, been working. He's part of our network, and we're working on stuff, and New England is a 1% believer area. If you haven't been there, it's, it's just mind-boggling to go there and live to see what Europe is like because that's what New England's like. And so he's there taking the ideas that we're, we're throwing around. And I was being a little frustrated because it's taking so long to get things going. In a recent interchange, he finally told me that he's been under such spiritual attack the last six weeks that he's never experienced anything like it. Now I know why it's taking so much time. I say this simply because as you make choices, as I make choices to position ourselves here, guess what's going to happen to you and to me? Satan's going to do what Satan does because he's going to try and stop you from doing any and all of this. And so what you and I have to do is make sure we recognize it because it's part of the questions we ask. Hey, is boom, boom, boom happened to me? What is that? Well, that's this guy named Satan. And so what we do is we keep pushing. Because we know who it is, and we know who we're not going to let win. Because we're working to take people out of his kingdom and see him transferred and translated into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. And that's what the church was born to do. That's what the church does 
beautifully, perfectly, and amazingly by DNA with amazing impact. That's who we are. But it's about the choices that we make. So how do you place yourself somewhere where you can just talk about Jesus, talk about what's going on? Because again, it takes time, takes trust with people you begin those conversations with. But it's got to start somewhere. And as we make those choices, as God lets us have those starts, watch out. Watch out. Won't that be fun? I mean, won't that be fun? To hear yet again an amazing God story. To hear yet again this week another story. To hear yet again day by day. I mean, day by day. If that's a hunger you have, day by day, God Doing it day by day, what choices should we then make? How do I position myself to grow behaviors and have behaviors manifest like are here? Because like I mentioned earlier, as we go through Acts, you'll see other behaviors mentioned. These aren't the only ones. These are just the ones that Luke mentions first. But what an opportunity. What an opportunity we have. But it begins with the choices that we make individually. So what's the ones you'll make? How can you place yourself? Maybe it's your kitchen table. Maybe it's Frisch's. Maybe it's a coffee shop. It doesn't matter. It's just how do I put myself there for this to happen? Let's pray. Father, it's so good to be together this morning and I pray that as we all think through our hunger and desire for day by day hearing story of how you've saved yet someone else, day by day you've done an amazing work in someone's life, day by day, Father, you've done that here in Preble County. Lord, help us to make the choices individually to facilitate that, that you will use. Father, the things we do publicly, you will use. Father, give us favor with people. So bless in all this, Lord, I ask in your name. Amen.